0: Welcome to A Better HR Business, the podcast that looks at how HR consultants and HR tech firms grow their businesses and how they help their employers to get the best out of their people. Remember for show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Okay, let's get started.
1: Hello everyone. Welcome back to A Better HR Business, it's Ben here. Thanks for joining me. And thanks very much to Nick Marks, Founder of Friday, for joining me too. Hi Nick, how are you?
2: I'm very good today, thank you. Good, whereabouts are you?
1: Uh, I'm in London today. Ah, very good, lovely spot. Nick, we're going to be diving into you and your business and some advice for other companies. But first, let's talk about me. In my time, I've produced lots of different corporate videos on various topics. They're really hard to do and hard to do well. I just noticed that the video you have on your business site Friday is actually really interesting. It's really well done. How did you manage that?
2: So the one on Friday we did in the courtyard uh, near where we work and I, well, I'm quite experienced on camera. I I do a lot of public speaking, but the problem is when someone wants to script me, I get really quite sort of nervous. and. So we did a lot of takes and I had a really good cameraman who kept on making me laugh. So that was good. <laughs> That's the way. But we got, to, we got to one bit where we actually wanted to do a sort of bit of me walking down the street yeah. and uh, saying everything. And it was hysterical because we kept bumping into people. We actually tried to make a bloomers version of it <laughs> because there's sort of bits of people walking across us and everything like that. But on about the fifth take, we did it. And actually, I'm quite good. It relaxes me to be walking rather than just sat still. So it yeah. was, it was was it was quite fun. Brilliant.
1: No, it was really well done. So that leads us into what exactly is Friday? Do you want to give us a bit of your background and how on earth Bhutan fits into your life journey?
2: Um, so uh, Friday, or, or we actually now mainly call ourselves Friday Pulse because Friday pulse. it's quite difficult okay. just to search Friday on the web. So We decided we'll add the Pulse bit, which is that we actually measure uh, employee experience every week. That's why we call Friday Pulse. Yeah. But it's been a long iteration to that. I'm a statistician by trade. Uh-huh. Uh, I... Started out measuring quality of life in the nineties, and then worked with the uh, well with the UK government and the Bhutanese government on measuring happiness and well-being in the two thousands. So I used to advise the the Blair and the Cameron governments on how to construct well-being indicators for populations. And then about uh, eight years ago, um, I, I did a TED talk on on that work in twenty ten, and then I started yeah. to think, oh, maybe I'll do something different with the next sort of phase of my life, and I decided to choose work and to. Think about how do we measure the employee experience how do we make uh, a statistical instrument that can capture that in a very responsive way um so you know it's been a long journey but the bhutanese bit was 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 interesting (laughs) bhutan is a beautiful country and and very different than its sort of neighbors you know it's sitting next to nepal northern india which has got a lot of separatist issues and bhutan's a slightly tranquil spot in that space
1: right and so you were in there measuring happiness and you mentioned you did that for the UK government. What goes into measuring
2: happiness? So some people get a bit nervous of measuring happiness and I sometimes say we create measures of in that we can't capture the whole experience of yeah. happiness. It's, it's quite uh, ethereal in some ways, but we create quite um, basic indicators, which, are, uh, you know, which we ask people in structured surveys, how they experience their life. And, and mm-hmm. you know, often you know, at work now, I just ask, how happy were you at work this week? And particularly when you time-bound a happiness, people feel very comfortable responding it because yeah. they understand we understand that it goes up and down. But when we were doing stuff with Bhutan or the UK government, you're doing um, maybe using forty or fifty questions in a survey, and you're constructing a basically a sort of experiential map of people's lives. So you can either do that by domains how they experience different parts of their lives, or you can go in depth like different sort of functionalities of their life. Yeah.
1: Okay. And so bringing it into the corporate sphere, what led you to the foundation of Friday Pulse?
2: I basically had an idea that wouldn't go away <laughs> in that, you know, I, I was working in the think tank world and, and, and someone in my think tank, uh, they, they were setting up a consultancy arm said, Nick, um, is there anything we can do with being, you know, in a more consultancy way? And he said, and he said to me, I'm quite interested in a product rather than a service. And I think yeah. he was realizing that obviously you can create a more scalable model if you create a product rather than a service. And so I thought about it and I thought, well, we could do a wellbeing audit of the business. And I structured some questions around that far too long, far too detailed to begin with. You know, you, you, you repeat mistakes in your career. I, I'd kind of learned that lesson once before by doing very complicated indicators and then moving towards doing simpler ones, but I had to relearn it with business. Yeah. And, um, anyway, and we started to create a, a product called the happiness at Work survey. Um, in about 2012 and and it was like a sort of normal staff survey it was 40 questions long but it gave instant reporting i was very interested in the phenomena that people like feedback and they like instant feedback so like when you do a sort of cosmopolitan magazine and it's mostly a's mostly b's you know we kind of like those quizzes and to take some of the fun of that into the into staff survey so we would immediately give individuals an instant report on their own happiness at work as well as the team leaders and get and shrink that time between the measurement and the reporting because what often happens with large surveys is that they take a long time to analyze and everyone loses momentum and and momentum is massively important for changes i'm sure you're aware so we try to shrink that so it's instant and that's really just the discipline of writing algorithms and uh, constructing your indicators well which we could do but we found that in the end, it was too deep uh, and, and people would love it, but they'd get a little lost in the detail. And actually, I think we just need simpler signposts. So Friday Pulse has become simpler and easier to use, but still keeping, um, you know, without getting simplistic. It, it, it's, it's basically how do you capture people's experience through time is what we're doing now. All right.
1: So the big question of why happiness over something like engagement or even productivity, or something like that.
2: Well, I I have a really strong opinion that one is if I ask you how engaged at you work, people can't answer that question. So you've got a real problem with the construct, and it's not immediately identifiable by what that means. It's also very clearly in the organization's interest, but it's not very clearly in the individuals. And I don't mean that people don't want to be engaged at work, but it's sort of like it's not you know it, it's not exactly their agenda. Whereas if you ask people, do you enjoy your work or do you, are you happy when it you put it in their own emotional experience, people it's firstly the language of the street. You know, you can talk to anybody, you can talk from the shop floor to the top floor about whether you're happy at work. But but you but you also it locates it within your own experience. And and I and that you're an expert on your own experience. So um I'm very confident the data so whereas as soon as you go into a situation where you say, you know, um, you know how good do you think um, gene's leadership skills are you're into an opinion you don't actually know what you do know is whether you enjoy working with gene so if we if we could locate in our own experience we're experts we get good data and the brilliant thing is that there's an alignment of self-interest here that actually people who enjoy their work are happier at work are more productive they are more engaged so you just need to go slightly obliquely into those agendas and you get them met
1: okay I'm imagining that some managers, you know, the grisly production manager or the finance manager, they they may be harder to convince. Is that true in your experience? It is slightly
2: true. I mean, I think there's a real problem with the word happiness as well as a joy about it, which is that we use the word to actually mean very many different things. So from a high energy like enthusiasm to a low energy like contentment Mm -hmm. to a sort of buzzy energy like enjoyment and, and actually... The sort of science of positive emotions shows that these actually emotions have different functionality. So actually, if everybody is laughing and just enjoying themselves, then clearly they're not working hard at that moment. And so I think that people have got a natural fear thinking, oh, it'd just be a jolly for people. That's what we'd say in English anyway. And and, and of course, actually, you do want people to have good relationships with their colleagues. So there is a time for people to have a laugh together, to have a water cooler chat, to even have a beer together or whatever it is. But it's maybe 5%, 10% of the time. It's not all of the time. But you want to get other positive emotions such as curiosity when you want to explore a problem or interest when you want to be focused on one or enthusiasm when you want to be mobilizing energy to achieve something. So you want these all this array of energies and actually in my experience that if you're looking for an overall experience, a good experience in the team, you'll have a team that's very agile around all of those positive emotions uh, because they're all highly functional. And that's really what we're looking for here. Yeah. As to the product
1: itself, the platform. How, how does it work? If someone says, yeah, we're going to, we're going to subscribe or buy into it. What happens next?
2: Yeah. So we, um, it, the, the way it works for the employees that every Friday they get a, Email, Slack message, or another way of reaching them, and they just ask to rate their week. They're also asked to share something that they, uh, is a success for them this week. Uh, they got the opportunity to thank any colleagues that have been helping them, share a frustration. And the idea is that we capture a little bit of statistics, which is the number of the right rating of their week, and then we capture um, text data on what their experience is that is sort of like frontline feedback about how people are doing. And then we feed that back to the team leader on a Monday morning so they can run a start-the-week meeting. This is how happy the team was last week. These were our successes. And it's really important that you shout out successes. People feel really recognized and heard. So often at work, we rush forward into the next uh, challenge and we forget to sort of pat ourselves on the back and pat each other on the back. Appreciation is the same thing. It's what we call positivity resonance. You know, if I thank you, uh, you feel good. Uh, I feel good for thanking you. And if it's in public, everyone feels good for you. Yeah. So that's how it works at the team level. But then the data goes up for HR analytics, uh, for CEO reports, uh, or C- C- C-suite reports on how every team are feeling. Uh, every every week, every month, we, we do monthly reports for, for senior leaders. Um, the HR admin will get the data all of the time. So it, it's, it's a very, it creates rich data for them to see the overall pictures Because some, issues are very local and some are systematic and you know people will often say to me oh we've got a great culture at our work but there's never one culture at work there's always lots of micro cultures yeah. you know and you can see it in the data and and it helps an organization be more consistent because you know most organizations you know that are, are progressive have a, a vision for how their culture should be but how they actually implement it is harder and so it actually feeling how the consistency is and supporting line managers that are perhaps um, less experienced at managing people. You know, quite a lot of people get promoted for their technical skills or for their seniority rather than for their people skills. And so we're actually a tool that helps them have better conversations with their team because the line managers are rather exposed in the sort of an organizational culture. A lot (laughs) falls on them and they're often not well supported. So we are a product that really tries to work hard to support them. That doesn't mean that sometimes there needs to be personnel change. Of course there does. There's sometimes there are teams that are really tanking because their line manager is not great and you need to move them into a different role or move them on altogether. That's, that's part of culture. You, you can't, you can't want to have a good culture if you're not prepared to hire. Or, and you know, Tony Shea, yeah, Tony Shea from Zappos mm-hmm. says we hire for culture. So we must fire for culture as well. So in the end, you know, if you've got someone that is disrupting, you do need to either put them in a role where they're interacting less with people uh, or you need to you know, move them on altogether. Then that's yeah. that's they're hard decisions, but you need to make them. But that's how it functionally works. And, and basically, we're a subscription model, um, you know, based on number of seats uh, per month yeah. um, for, for people to use. Yeah,
1: so I had a little flashback to one of my very first jobs um, where it was a 100% unionised workforce and they were actually about to go on strike because they didn't like their supervisor and he'd been transferred from a technical role into a line management supervisory role and it was all going horribly wrong. Um, yeah. So, but he had no support either, I, I, if I recall. He was just a plonk yeah. the role and off you go. So, yeah. Yeah, having yeah, that feedback, the whole- data
2: and coaching. Yeah, there's a whole piece that CIPD talked about, accidental managers. And I think that's, that's you know, that's quite often what happens. And uh, and, and it's how, how we support people. I think it's like parenting. I don't know, have you got kids? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're thrown into parenting. With little. You, you watch your parents and you do it. But I think as a society, we can have a bit more support for young parents about actually what, what they're getting into. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of talk about what the birth's going to be like. There's not a lot of talk about what the first year's going to be like and the stress and the strain. And, the, and, and I don't think anyone wants to be a bad parent. I don't think anybody wants to be a bad manager. I just yeah. think they need some tips.
1: Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about, though, because I'm a perfect parent. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah. I like the fact you've got the qualitative data in there as well, because that's, in my experience, the most useful. And I know I'm talking to a statistician here. So, (laughs) I find when you're actually having the meetings with the management group, particularly, they look at the numbers, but it's then, okay, what are the comments that are being rolled up into that? And that's how they take action. Obviously, they want to see the line trending upwards in terms of improvement, but it's that feedback. The tricky part to it is also... I often warn them before they run these sort of processes that you will get negative feedback and you cannot disregard it because the time after time I've seen managers think, oh no, it's just one bad egg. But in fact, there are trends. trend. So I've, the fact that you're repeating the process regularly takes that problem away. Would that be right?
2: Yeah. I think the repetition of the process is the essential part of it yeah. in that I think we all want to sort of wave a magic wand and solve something, you know, <laughs> but it doesn't work like that. Yeah. It's, it's sort of, consistency and persistency where change happens it's lots of small changes and and building trust and as Amy Edmondson called call it psychological safety in a team is about consistency it's about listening and so the reason we bought we made Friday Pulse a whole platform and I've been through a few product iterations on the way to this 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 platform is that I thought we were measuring people's experience well but we weren't supporting enough to improve it and the platform of actually helping teams guiding teams through a weekly team meeting, providing them with the, I, I sometimes talk about it. Like I don't know if you've ever tried one of these home delivery services like HelloFresh or Gusto where they deliver a box and there's a menu in it and there's all the ingredients oh. to cook your food. They, they're quite good, right? A um, little bit of packaging, but they're going, there's, there's less travel to the supermarket, so oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but, um, but you get a menu. So i mean what i i like cooking but i don't like shopping and i don't like choosing what i'm going to cook you know the cognitive (laughs) overload of life (laughs) is so much going on it's like you go back to your favorites because you can't be bothered to think about something new and they send you three new recipes every week and they send you all the ingredients and you go away and we do slightly similar for the team meeting in that we send the sort of the structure of the team meeting and some ingredients for it. really and yeah in the sense that we're we're saying right you need to talk about how last week was what went well what didn't and then you've got these cards which give you the ingredients to talk about so the the team leader can just naturally play to their skills of being facilitative and drawing stuff out of people without always having to think what we're we going to talk about this week because it's just presented it's presented to them and it comes from the team and and i think that's very powerful i mean i found that analogy after i designed it I don't think i thought about the food thing (laughs) and then thought I'd do something like it that would be really (laughs) smart but no but but it it strikes me it's a similar thing and you know and it it makes those team meetings I mean lots of teams meet and they don't quite know what to say so they talk about what they've done at the weekend which is fine because the bonding is good and we still do that as a team we still say what did you do at the weekend and yeah and we, we also within Friday we actually just have a silly question which is at the end of the flow on a Friday yes we ask people how their week was we ask them successes appreciations frustrations but then we just ask them a silly question and, and it can be things like you know um do you prefer to holiday on the beach or the mountain <laughs> uh you know uh do you prefer uh uh netflix or podcasts i don't know anything right uh or it might be like what was what surprised you recently or what made you laugh there might be some text
1: is this in the, everyone in the
2: pulse? in the pulse and but oh. the idea is at the end of your one two minutes that you give the feedback there's something <laughs> to surprise you and there's a sort of and then what happens on the monday meeting is we give the results of the team and they go you know oh, you're looking you forward know. to it yeah you're looking forward to it and you really prefer to go up a mountain you idiot you know something <laughs> or whatever it is <laughs> yeah you know? yeah yeah and you start a bit of chat and and i think that you know we spend a lot of time with these people often more than our partners yeah and it's just how do we get to know each other so yeah, you know yeah, it's, yeah. it's 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 partly how we do that yeah
1: they call in the in the tech world they call it an easter egg right It's something sort of hidden away oh,
2: did they i didn't I think know that
1: i, I think that. so but uh yeah. in games and stuff they have something hidden away right. you're not aware of and you discover it but in the hr and learning and development world when you're running workshop one of the great questions is going around the table introduce yourself type thing one of the questions may be tell us something we don't know about you you know and so yes. in the breaks everyone's walking up to them saying wow i didn't know you play trumpet or whatever it may be and, mm. and
2: getting that so yeah. Yeah, that's clever and actually we have an ambition which is not in the product yet but you know if we ask people about their hobbies that we could actually connect people in an organization that have got similar ones <laughs> because there must be people that you know also play a brass instrument you know or <laughs> whatever <laughs> it is you know um but um and i i think that would be quite interesting because you know you you'd find interest groups so and we definitely do sometimes say what's the favorite movie you've seen recently or your favorite local restaurant so that people get to know their local area or whatever, or, uh. or you know, um, and then, you know, and actually it's really good for remote working Friday pulse. If you've got people who are, you know, uh, in remote teams, um, it, it provides a little way of getting to know these people that otherwise you just sort of either see as an email address or just a picture on a zoom or what, you know, and yeah. it gets to know a bit about their life. Um, and I, and I think that humanity, is important that's an important part of um our experience of work our happiness at work oh yeah i like that very clever
1: as to the the business growth side of things how did you get your first customers
2: when we were starting out in in 2012 um i was working with a group in the u.s um who were called delivering happiness it was set up by tony show from sapos and we we worked with them for a bit we I mean, you're a business guy, and I, I come from the world of, of not-for-profits and think tanks and academia, and so certainly made a huge error in my business model at the beginning, <laughs> which which was you know we were a one-off in-depth sort of diagnostic survey tool, and um, you're going to understand the problem. This and and we were selling through third parties. Yeah, you know, people did it once and paid us a couple of hundred dollars and and then didn't do it again. That. Actually, it wasn't always in the self-interest of some of the people doing the workshops to do a follow-up measure. They wanted to do a diagnostic day and get lovely written feedback. They didn't necessarily want to go back three months later and see if it improved uh, work. You know, they they were. <laughs> so, I mean, that's being a bit critical, but yeah. we found it we found it very difficult to uh, to get repeat business and and we were a long way for the way from the clients. So, we've drawn it into a platform that's more consistent. But so, some of our first clients came there. But because I've done a TED talk and so I have a sort of independent reputation as nick marks um and you know i do public speaking then most of our clients have come through uh word of mouth uh through through my reputation as a statistician and as a interesting thinker i suppose a thought leader my marketing director says i should call myself a thought leader you are you're a thought leader that sounds very pompous. But anyway, I definitely think. And um and, and I and I definitely thought a lot about the subject. I mean in in the end, that's that isn't that's how you build a skill, isn't it? That it, or you, you build your expertise, is that you become obsessed with something. I often say I, I don't think I've had an idea, I think an idea's had me. <laughs> and I this idea has just grabbed me for the last 20 years. And so you, you do end up becoming an expert in it because it's just it's it's your every yeah. working week is thinking about it. So, in that sense, I'm a thought leader about how you measure happiness and happiness at work. But I, and, and actually, we've only really just launched in Friday Pulse as a platform. We, we've had it running for a, a year, uh, two years with, 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 in beta. Uh, we've had, we, we have a, a, about um, 30 clients that we've been working with over three or four years through various iterations of it. And so we're only literally just starting to go out to market it now.
1: Brilliant. How many people have actually been using it as end users?
2: Throughout a whole eight years, we've had maybe 1,000 organizations. I haven't done the exact numbers, but I would think well over 100,000 people have used the products. But at, at the moment, our, our largest client is about 10,000 people. Um, and But probably our easier place to sell into is the 100 to 500 person organization because decision decisions happen quicker that way. Yes. But we're, all, we're also a product doesn't have to be rolled out across the whole organisation. We yeah, work yeah. for, you know, individual divisions. I mean, at the moment, we don't really try and sell for less than 50 people because it's difficult to find a, a break-even point for us below that. But, um, but with smaller people, we will take them on if they're part of a larger group and they want to try it for six months or something like that. And with the idea that, you know, we're looking to do a rollout, then, of course, we'll work with smaller people. Yeah. But, um, but a, you know, our sweet spot will be, I don't know, actually, in some ways, I think the larger organizations will need us more because they're so distant from the front line and it's very, very hard for them to get feedback that's systematic and rapid and responsive and useful. Yeah. And uh, But the sale is more difficult into that. I'm sure that yeah, your, yeah, your yeah. listeners will appreciate that.
1: Yeah, and from personal experience, even in the consulting world... Some of the largest contracts we had came from going into a subsidiary of one business. As soon as you've got that company happy and the logo, you move on to the sister organization or the other division and next division, next division. So, yes, it may be a smaller business unit, but it's part of a larger organization, as you say. I love the fact that maybe, yes, there have been one-offs or continuing processes, but maybe even 100,000 people going through you must be pleased you've touched people's lives and, and making a small step to making workplace a happier place.
2: I am ultimately that is my driver. I mean, I know as a bit now I run a business and I'm heavily invested in the business that I needed to make money, but genuinely my career is about how do you make the world a better place? And, and, and how do, how do I use my statistical skills in service of that you know it's a it's a narrow thing to be good at statistics but there's something useful to be done with it and i think that in the end of the day if you want to create a life that's interesting and meaningful for you it's good to do something that you yeah. feel is like bigger than you so so i've enjoyed that whole thing and and, and i and i think it's why we will we would like to develop self-service products that people can just use and and sign up to the, the problem with happiness is that or the problem the the joy of it is it's very personable mm and so um actually, you know we speak a lot to our clients we we we, we in our in our pricing it includes a quarterly call because it 's new data for people yeah. uh, it 's a new idea for people so it 's not hand holding it 's more just a little guiding um, because it 's very um, it 's easy to understand why it 's useful, but some of the insights we get across clients you know like someone's had this problem in a in a different setting and and so you know my team that the client success team they will be able to talk to people about oh well another client has they tried this and i think in the end we if we if we if we really scale i'd like to get a community of interest because i think our clients will learn from each other and we can facilitate that oh definitely yeah i can see that
1: And going forward, how are you planning to market and grow the business? What are you doing beyond the thought leadership?
2: We definitely will be content-led with our marketing strategies. I appointed a wonderful new marketing director last, uh, when did she come? Something like the summer, June, July last year. And she is a content marketer. She came out of a content marketing background. So we've actually been finding our voice, which, you know, uh, it's it's finding the right style. You want to communicate things. It's finding the right visual look with. I'm very, very keen that, you know, that, happiness is an emotive subject. So we should be very tactile as a product uh, and that everything should be as joyful as it can be to use. Um, And so we've been looking at what our, our style is. So if you, you, the the new Friday pulse website is launching um, in April, um, but it's, it's it's pretty good now, but it's going to be even better. We're using a lot of icons. I think stock photography has got really dull on the web (laughs) and so we've been working with a really nice graphic designer to draw, uh, our own icons and illustrations to create a whole feel for how we are, that we're friendly, we're, um, uh, we're approachable. And so, and then finding the language that we do that. So we've done a lot of work on our content marketing. So, you know, I've been starting to write two blogs a month and we start to do a, a V-blog probably later this year and things like that. So very content-led, but clearly uh, we're looking to uh, create partnerships with people because um, I
1: was gonna there are ask, a lot of people yeah. who –
2: yeah a lot of people out there who are working with clients who this would support their work with them um so we we do work with a couple of um we call them practitioners i don't know how but basically people that will work with the client and they use our product as part of their work um and so we we for example although we we still like to talk with the clients ourselves because we've got this cross client thing but you know they would come in on the call with that so that they would understand what the data was saying as well um so that's a, the that's a model which I think will, will help us grow because I think we're, we're bringing data that is sort of what practitioners would like to see if they could get it with. And, it, and it's much more um, human, as I say.
1: Yeah. And if consultants or other tech firms do want to
2: partner, what should they do? Oh, they should, they should uh, uh, contact us, at um, uh, either me directly, Nick, which is nic at fridaypulse.com. Or hello at fridaypulse.com. Um, we'll find you out. I've got someone who's just coming in as our commercial director, and she will be responsible for our partnership agreements. So she's ex Harbour Business Review and work with all their online learning there. So uh, right. she's going to help us with all of that um, because you know, they're, they're, you want to make it in everyone's self interest that this works. So it, it, she's more experienced at that than me. But we're part, we're, we're, and we're, at the moment, we're looking to pilot some people bring us a client to work with, mm-hmm. we work with you and that client. And then if that works for you, we go from there. I think it's very much a suck it and see, you know, that it works for them and it works for us yeah. and it works for the client. And if those all work, then we're away, you know? And, yeah.
1: Yeah. I know it's a lot of work to do, but product roadmap wise, will you look to do integrations?
2: Yes. Again, for example, one of our existing clients is actually on an old iteration of the product and, and we we know to bring them on the new one. We do a workday integration for them. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, and you know, because when you get very large, the the, the list management is um, is a pain. <laughs> yeah. You know, you've got if you've got you know ten thousand people, people changing every month. They're changing teams. They're leaving. They're coming. You know, and and so we, we have a we have a system that works at the moment, which you know through Excel and whatever like that so we can we can we can do a, a a join between anything at the moment by exporting and importing, but we will make those seamless in time but we will do those when there's a demand from a client we'll build it with them because you need to work with a client to do that so it's definitely there on the journey they're not all there precisely now, but that is less of a functional problem when you've just got one or two but as we go to th- 40 50 it'll become more mm. so um and it, it's very get around at the moment but it's definitely there on the list in fact we're just looking at third parties that can do that with us okay because it's quite a particular skill to build those integrations oh definitely definitely um probably worth yeah. doing
1: i know we've been talking about data analysis and compiling the numbers and the, the comments and all this sort of stuff and it's on a, on a large scale but ultimately i think you're changing people's lives to the point where people get out of the bed in the morning and they can it can go one or two ways. They've got that horrible feeling in their stomach or they're jumping out with a spring in their step because they're looking forward to another great day. So I just love the fact that you're, you're changing people's lives at the individual level. So I really commend you for what you're doing.
2: Thank you. I mean, that is the idea is to make it work at all the levels. I think if you get that alignment, you know, that's if magic exists, it's alignment. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 you know, my interest, it's the team leader's interest. It's the division, it's the organization. Yeah. And actually it's even out to society because it, if I go really bold with this, then I think that we need so much innovation over the next fifty years. You know, if we're to tackle big issues like climate change, persistent poverty's, you know, uh, persistent inequalities, just uh, just the, the technological changes, AI coming, and everything yeah. like that, we're going to need so much flexibility. We're going to see so much innovation. And I know absolutely that people are more innovative when they feel secure and happy. Definitely. And so if we if we create workplaces, then I believe that we can, I think humans are incredibly innovative, though I think we are a little reckless with some of our ways of living at the moment. And so if we're going to overcome those, I think we're going to need you know, a step change in creativity. And that will just start from the bottom up because creativity is lots of little ideas. You know, it's, it's, it's very rarely an Einstein moment. It's, it's much more, lots of little things adding up to something. Yes. And, yeah. and they will all start in teams somewhere in the world. And those teams are more likely to come up with solutions if they are uh, secure and happy. I'm sure I'm butchering the quote,
1: but what is it? A journey of a thousand miles starts with the first step. So
2: lots of ten little
1: thousand. Ten thousand. Ten th- <laughs> I undersold it. <laughs> Nick, thank you very much. Yeah. Um, if people want to
2: learn more about you or the business, what should they do next? Yeah, so uh, I have a personal website which is nickmarks.org. There's no K in Nick, N-I-C. Marks uh, and. I'm on TED if you go and look for me there. And then the, the business is at fridaypulse.com. And FridayPulse.com. Yeah, and you can find me there. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you very much for, for sharing your insights today. Thank you so much for asking me on the join.
0: Thanks for joining us today on A Better HR Business, the podcast that explores the world of HR consulting and HR tech businesses. For show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Remember to subscribe and share the show with any friends who are busy growing a HR business. Thanks and see you next time.